The Search, written and read by Erjan Hussain. 1996, primary school. A typical London primary school. It was lunchtime, and Attila was standing in the queue, waiting to be served by the dinner lady. The six-year-old had almost, ha- had almost no idea how he came about such an, such an entitlement. Free lunch. Questions aside, his time had come to be served. The lady looked at him and was about to serve him from one of the two main trays. She looked at him again. You're halal, ain't ya? Attila realized that he had never heard that word before. What is halal? Was it him or the food? He had no idea. As the dinner lady was about to put the halal food in his tray, regardless, he agreed. For some reason, he almost felt obligated. He could not understand why. The food was spicy and hot. He was not able to finish it as his palate had not been subjected to such punishment before. He didn't like it. At home, he never bothered to ask anybody what halal was. He simply forgot. His school had a lot of people who were Muslims. Of course, he did not know what that meant. He just, they just did certain things differently. They said things he felt obliged to do because apparently he was also one. He knew that his ancestry was from Turkey, but he had no idea of religion. There were some really odd things he was, he was told about by some of his friends. You know when you sleep, don't look straight up. Have your head to the side. That seemed rather odd. He inquired as to why. You shouldn't look straight up because God is there. Over time, his family and friends told him about things that his parents did not. His grandmother taught him certain prayers. He said a prayer every night, which he strongly believed in. It was a habit. All of his morals were simply habits. His friends engaged in illogical activities, like not eating for the whole day over a month. 2002, secondary school. I can't do it, he said. No one in my house does it. I have no idea what prayers to say. I, I can't do fasting by myself. It did not matter in the end. The Muslims were his chosen group of friends. Most of them were from Pakistan or Bangladesh. Some came from India. Attila hardly spoke Turkish at home with his, with his family. Besides, his mother told him a story about the British perception of foreigners during the 60s. They would look at you in a strange way if you spoke another language. They would make fun of you. Nobody could ever get my name right, she explained. Attila realized that his family had assimilated too much. The more he thought about it, the more he realized that he never even spent time with other Turks that were not his family. He blamed his parents for his own linguistic shortcomings. But his parents were not completely useless. At least they sent him to a Saturday school which taught young British children the Turkish language. Attila hated it. The teachers spoke to the students as if they already knew the language. Of course they did intuitively, but not properly. Attila had never been formally taught things like grammar, and there were so many words that never featured in his vocabulary. He usually remained silent. Every morning, the students had to say a student pledge created by Mustafa Kemal Atatürk, founder of the Turkish Republic, in which they chanted about how proud they were to be Turks. Atatürk could never memorize it, and even the parts he could memorize, he could not understand. How absurd. Regardless, the little Turkish he did know came in handy. Whenever he was in a public place, his mother could speak to him with complete security. They could say what they liked about people. There was also the fun they had as a family. They enjoyed switching between Turkish and English whenever they could to make hilarious phrases which were often tongue-twisters. Thanks to his Turkish, he was convinced that he could understand what his friends were saying to each other in their own language. It was mostly Urdu, with uh, some Bengali and Hindi. These languages had some words which were the same in Turkish. These words were usually religious. He even learned some more unexpected things that he had picked up over the years. It was lunchtime. Hey guys, could you pass me the water? asked one of his friends in Urdu. When Attila saw that nobody from the other side had heard, 
he told them in English that they should pass the water. They were surprised. How could he possibly know their language? I don't know. I hang out with you guys so much that I recognize the word for water. No big deal, he explained to them. Another interesting concept was gunar. Hey, blood! That's gunar, said Rasul. It's what? asked Attila, perplexed. Gunar, man, is sin. Every time you do bad stuff, the angel on your shoulder records it. So he learned the word for misdeeds, but then he wondered what the word was for virtuous acts. He asked Rasul, who responded, It's called sawab. When you go and pray, and when you speak well of people, you get it. And when you die, Allah can see all the good and bad stuff you did in your life. Many years went by during his time in secondary school, and he adapted to the Muslim way of life. He began to appreciate its morals. He avoided the haram way of life. 2011. France. After many years of the same experience, and ultimately a sense of not belonging to any community, he decided to go to a foreign country, namely France, to see if he could find himself. He wanted to reinvent himself. Nobody knew him there. He had no preconceptions. He did not have to identify himself with any groups. He was free. He met an older man, who was also wiser, of course. He could see that Attila needed to learn things, so he became his mentor. His name was Nico, and he knew how to help. Attila decided to become a yes-man, and let life live him for a while. He had never smoked before, nor had he really enjoyed alcohol before meeting Nico, but as he trusted him, that was about to change. The pair were sitting on the curb outside a bar which was popular with the French locals. Hey man, said Attila, you see those, ca- see those cars driving past? Nico acknowledged him, but it was late at night and he was quite drunk. In London, I remember being in that situation. I was in a bus going past drunken people who were loitering outside of bars. You know what I thought of them? What? I looked down on them. I never understood how they could degrade themselves by living such a haram lifestyle. I, I always said to myself that they behaved like that because they were just promiscuous. I, I hated the fact that they could enjoy themselves without feeling guilty. Nico was intrigued by this revelation. revelation. And now, continued Attila, I am one of those people. I, I have become what I never thought I would. My friends from school would be ashamed. They wouldn't think of me in the same way as before. Knowing that I, choose, uh, I chose to do impure things, they would always, uh, would always be in the back of their heads. Nico was still impressed regardless. Both of the men were laughing together in solidarity. You know, Attila, said Nico, firstly I'll just assume that haram means forbidden. You talk about that stuff way too much. Also, living away from your parents is probably the best thing you've done. You've become independent and you've become to, uh, to think freely. Nobody said you had to be an extremist. You realize that. Over time, Attila's confidence grew and so did his acceptance of others. He used to be a jealous person. He could not accept other people's pleasure. But now he felt like a changed man. He had already, he had unlearned what he did not believe in. He unlearned the unnecessary restrictions he had imposed on himself. He could not even bring himself to say the prayers anymore, to say prayers any longer. He realized that he had uh, removed himself from the superficially created box he used to be in. He was on the other side. As he was not extreme enough to be in one world, he had to, by default, be in the other. This meant that he would be free. Present day London. As he adapted to life in London again, he saw things with fresh eyes. Nothing was the same as before. He had finally freed himself.